Always uh, good to have him, even when he's passing through town. You know him well. He's a minority leader of the New York State Senate. Rob Ort does a wonderful job. Uh, and nice enough to give us a couple of minutes here on a Thursday morning. Leader Ort, it is good to have you. What are you in town for? Jay, good to be with you and good to, to hear your voice and hope your listeners are doing well. Uh, in town for a couple of meetings. Uh, it was, uh, and I had the pleasure to, uh, uh, along with my um, with some of my colleagues, I uh, connected last night with uh, uh, Suffolk GOP Chair uh, Jesse Garcia just to catch up. And uh, this morning I'll be doing the same uh, with Nassau GOP Chair Joe Cairo. So just in town, a couple you know, quick meetings, go over a couple things. Uh, you know, I'll talk about the budget, uh, where I think things may go, and then uh, I'm hopping a plane back to Buffalo uh, later this afternoon. Oh, uh, hopefully good weather for you, too, uh, Senator. I tell you, outraged I am uh, over these comments uh, from uh, John O'Lieber regarding the MTA and the Long Island Railroad, and Long Islanders need to need to cough it up a little more as far as those dollars. Uh, you know, I mean, come on, <laughs> seriously. I mean, it's, uh, it's... What, what planet... What planet is John O'Lieber living on right now? That's what I want to know. You know, it's always an easy fix. Uh, When things fail, go to Long Island. Uh, I'm sorry. Completely outrageous. Uh, I'm angry. I'm very angry. I got to be tell you. I got to tell you, Leader Ott. Very, very angry. And uh, the increase. You know, the budget address from Kathy Hochul a week and a half ago, and. The increase in this tax, businesses are going to suffer, people are going to suffer. Um, it, it never fails, right? Well, it never fails. You know, and, and, and look, the MTA um, uh, has, has been fiscally uh, irresponsible, fiscally underwater uh, for years, as long as I've been in the Senate. Let's put it that way. I've been in the Senate for eight years. I've never known the MTA to not have some sort of financial problems even though their budget is huge, it never seems to be enough. And there's already a payroll tax, right? And now they're going to increase that payroll tax. And as you said, go to Long Islanders um, uh, to cough it up uh, or to pay their fare, whatever you know terms he's going to use. The reality is the MTA does not have – they have a fiscal management problem. They're mismanaged. Um, it, it, it's unsafe. A lot of people don't want to ride, you know, ride the train, certainly into the city. Um, and and for Long Islanders who already pay some of the highest taxes, highest pro, you know high property taxes, high state taxes, many of them pay high income taxes because they're high earners, uh, and God bless them for that. Now they're going to say you got to pay more, and I just think that's the thing is people, you know, if you're paying more for something better, that's fine, but to pay more to an organization like the MTA, which has taken a lot of money over the years uh, out of their paychecks uh, and in other ways. And to to get the result we've gotten, I think, is a, is a slap in the face uh, to anyone in the MTA region, but certainly to people here on Long Island. And, uh, you know, you said it best, too. Uh, there is never any accountability, Senator, right. as far as the MTA is concerned. You go back to the days of Pat Foy and before him. You know, I mean, where is the management, you know, the 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 outreach, the homeless problem down there? Uh, you know, where is the fact that, hey, you know what? We got to do a little better. We got to figure it out. We got to figure it out with time clocks and, and wipe out all this fraudulent behavior of Long Island Railroad workers and everything else has been going, going on for years. You know, where is the fact that, hey, 
We screwed up. You never hear that. You never hear that from the top. And that's the most disingenuous part of this whole thing. It's always about, you know what, we need more money. The 5.5% uh, rate hike on the table now. Every other year, when things are, you know, seem to be calm, they go back to their meetings in Manhattan, and here we go again with another threat of a yeah. hike. You know, this is all brought on. I get it. Pandemic ridership is down. People are not heading back to Manhattan as they were, slowly trickling in. But in essence, you know, it's just one of those deals about accountability, and that is never in play regarding that uh, that MTA. It's, it's disgraceful. It really is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really the poster child, right, for, like, the, the bureaucratic government uh, agency that's unaccountable to anyone. They're unaccountable to the to the elected leaders, supposedly, who, who oversee it. They're unaccountable to the riders. They're unaccountable to uh, the public. And as I said, this is not... You know, this is at the first MTA discussion just in the last eight years uh, where they just don't seem, they never seem to have enough money. They, they don't see, they, they, they don't seem to know how to manage money. They don't seem to know how to, where to put the money in the best way that it, it you know, uh, for the, for the ridership. Um, and, and look at, as far as the pandemic, yeah, that was a real thing, right? We all know that every, every, everybody sort of had to come through that, but I'll say this, people aren't going back to the city. And we, why is that, right? Like, I think there's a lot of reasons why that is, why ridership continues to be down. Um, and some of those issues uh, are also issues that my that the governor and my colleagues on the other side of the aisle uh, have contributed to, and that is whether it's crime, uh, people feeling unsafe. That's a separate issue, but it is directly connected to ridership and people going in the back, to, back to New York City. We're talking with the minority leader of the Senate in Rob Orr. And I'll tell you, another thing that has rankled many, Senator, is uh, is the governor's new zoning proposal requiring these villages and towns to rezone, you know, that half-mile radius around their train stations, you know, the Tier 1 deal. Um, that zoning we have to allow for uh, an aggregate density of, what, 50 units per acre, something like that, Tier 2, 30 Three, I think it's 20, and so on, and so on, and so on. I mean, it is unbelievable. You know, you think about here, uh, it seems that nearly all of the LIRR stations in Nassau, uh, you know, would kind of fit in with that Tier 1 deal from uh, Kathy Hochul. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people are up in arms, and rightfully so here. Um, you know, I'm just wondering what kind of uh, situation she might have in hand with all the retribution going on here. Well, this this is a. I'm glad you brought this up, Jim. This is a hugely impactful, maybe maybe like character changing proposal for certainly for NASA and, and for Suffolk, you know, on Long Island, as you as you mentioned, um, you know, forcing new housing, irrespective of local zoning laws, even though New York State is supposedly a home rule state. Now there could be, you know, I could see maybe a lawsuit or some kind of challenge on this because again New York's a home rule state and to say that you know local zoning laws aren't gonna aren't gonna be adhered to um that the localities will have no input I think is completely you know completely against the state state constitution uh completely against the quite frankly the US constitution uh from my perspective but this is gonna this is gonna bring Queens into into Long Island. It's gonna it's gonna make Nassau County Queens. You're going to just you're going to basically see the same kind of sprawl development uh, that people. A lot of people who live in Long Island, they work in the city. Maybe they lived in the city at one point, but a lot of them and that I meet, they came to Long Island 
to sort of get a, they didn't want to live in New York City, right? They didn't want to live there anymore for a variety of reasons. And now you're going to try to turn these communities into a New York City type, uh, you know, condensed, high, high density, um, uh, kind of place. And I think that is completely, that is going to anger people here. People should know about this. They should be contacting their local representatives. They should be contacting the governor's office and let them know that this is wrong. This shouldn't happen. This, you should not tell people in Nassau, tell people in Massapequa, tell people, uh, in Suffolk County that you, your community has to look like this. It just, it just boggles the mind, uh, that they would do that this way in this heavy handed, uh, you know, top down, uh, view. But that is the view of a lot of people in the Democratic Party is that we know better than you do. What it is, and you know, I'll tell you, Senator, you can't hear, you can't help, but have the notion. And, and I hate to say this, you know, you get with the election results. We know Lee Zeldin put up a hell of a fight against this governor, and you know, she didn't fare well in Suffolk County. We know that, and you know, you you get a sense, you know, a little bit. I hate to I hate to bring it up this way, but you get a sense that there's a little payback here, payback as far as the treatment of, uh, of Long Islanders being concerned here in the mindset of Kathy Oak, can't, I can't help but feel that way. I'm sorry. No, I mean, look, at I, I, I think that there's, what I'll say is this, certainly the, the fact that you would think she would try to go in a different direction, right? You, you know, I didn't do well on Long Island. Um, why is that? And maybe push forward policies that would endear her uh, to the island. Instead, I think what she's what she's very much doing is she is very beholden to her Democrats, uh, the base, and some of her colleagues in the city of New York. And this is very much a a city minded, city centric uh, philosophy and proposal. You know, we need more housing, and we're going to build it, and we're going to build it regardless of of, of where it's got to go. We got you know a lot of a lot of people in the city. We'll tell you, you know, there's no housing there. They're sort of all, and so this this comes out of, uh, you know, people like Senator Brian Kavanaugh uh, and others in New York City, and I think she's listening to them, and she's not attention to people in, in Nassau, the people in Suffolk, uh, and that's why she did so poorly, and it's why I would say she will she will continue to do poorly, uh, and why the Democrats are going to continue to do poorly, in my view, because you got housing, zoning issues now. You're going to bring more people into neighborhoods, regardless of local zoning laws. And then you obviously have, you know, continued crime issue. Uh, and, of course, high taxes, high cost of living. And I think people in Nassau and Suffolk are going to start to say, what are we getting for these taxes? What, what, you know, what are we getting from our state government? Um, and they should. Uh, but it's a huge mistake by the governor. And our conference, people like, like Senator Palumbo, Senator Jack Martin, Senator Patricia Canzanary Fitzpatrick, uh, Senator Wyke and others, they are going to, I know, stand in opposition uh, to this proposal. Yep. Uh, talking with the uh, fine, fine New York State uh, Senator Minority Leader Rob Watt, uh, certainly in town today, uh, and, uh, you know, busy as far as the budget address that was concerned. I'll tell you another thing. Yeah, and let me just say this. This governor should not be trying to do to Long Island, which I think is kind of she's trying to liberate Long Island in some sort of way. You know, you're talking about suburban life that we all have. 
And when you're trying to change that, that's a dangerous, dangerous situation, uh, especially solutions to the housing crisis. Um, and, and that's what it's all about. Now, let me say this. There's one other thing that got me, Senator, is regarding her budget, which would shift, you know, this enhanced federal Medicaid assistance program uh, dollars to state coffers. And to me, it's almost as if the state is assuming localities cost this year, but the local impact I'm still a little hazy on. And I think it requires a little more analysis in that regard, which wasn't explained properly, no? So I think we're talking about the same thing on this, which is that some years ago, I forget it was under Governor Cuomo, the, the state assumed more of the local share of Medicare, Medicaid. Now, keep in mind, the local share is ultimately derived because the state of New York requires a lot more things to be covered under this program than other states do, which makes the cost for the counties higher. Most counties, not all, most counties would have no county tax but for this line item that they have to do based off the requirements of New York State. So with that being said, what the governor is proposing now is to intercept monies from the federal government that was going to counties to cover uh, this cost. The, 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 the state is going to intercept that money and redirect it to the state coffers, which is going to have an impact on county budgets and could very well increase county taxes. Yeah, and, and, and that's... And that's where I'm kind of cloudy on as far as the the overall clarification. So I'm kind of glad, you know, you kind of you kind of threw it out there in that way. Uh, so uh, interesting there. And of course, you know, uh, one other thing. And listen, I am all for you and others uh, to live a life of riches. You deserve it. You guys are all hardworking and gals up there, Assembly State and everything else. The pay raise, uh, no problem with it. My only issue with it, Senator. Uh, before you start the year and discuss that, put a couple of chips on the table saying, you know what, State Ledge, uh, listen, I'm going to listen and we're going to negotiate properly, but you need to help me out here. We need to we need to do something as far as criminal activity is concerned. We need to fix bail reform, the soft stuff. We have to have a judge get his powers back. we got to fix discovery. You know, it's something of that nature that you would like to see in a give and take. I didn't get that. Uh, it's an automatic 142K. Here we go. And what was left to negotiate after that? Uh, I had a bit of an issue with that, my friend. Hey, I, I, I had the same issue. And I will tell you, uh, you know, I know every part of the state's different. You know, I would, you know, some people in, in certainly downstate Long Island, New York City, cost of living very much significantly higher than where I live. Uh, what I was what I was making before the raise uh, was was I felt very uh, fair. But again, I live in a, uh, a different part of the state where the cost of living is lower. Um, and we always have this debate about you know who works hardest, blah blah blah. I worked very hard. I knew what the salary was when I took the position. Uh, I've never asked for a raise, never voted for a raise uh, in my time in the Senate, and that was true this time. To your point, for us to go back to raise our pay, and, and be, that would be very clear. The Senate Democrats put this proposal on the table. The governor signed the proposal 
Republicans in, in, in our conference in the Senate never, this was not, we were not part of any of these discussions. We all voted no on, on, on this bill. It, it banned outside income, so it changes the requirements and, and restrictions for people who can run for office. But to your point, we did, we, we did nothing to help out struggling New Yorkers. There was a gas tax uh, um, uh, cut. Uh, you know, we, we, had, we, we had cut or suspended the gas tax back in the budget. That expired on December 31st. We were there on December 21st. We could have extended, we could have extended that suspension to give people a little more relief at the pump. Didn't do it. We could have done anything on crime. Didn't do it. So we went back to give the legislature, to give, you know, ourselves a raise to discuss that to ban outside income for lawyers or doctors or business owners. We talked about, actually we said on the floor, Jay, one of the Democratic senators from Manhattan said, New York's a high-cost state. That's why we're doing this. I agree with her. But you know why it's a high-cost state? In part, because of the policies and things that we do in Albany. We contribute to why it's a high-cost state, and we took care of people in, the, in, in government, but we didn't do anything for hardworking people here on Long Island and across the state, we didn't do anything to make New York State safer, uh, and that was the real shame of it. And so you are right to be frustrated and disappointed in that sort of, uh, you know, tete-a-tete that really didn't happen. Uh, I've said all along the three non-negotiable topics, uh, non-negotiable. And this, you know, you tell me a tweak here and a tweak there, I'm, I'm not buying it, I'm sorry, until you can show me something here uh, Senator Ort, uh, as far as, you know, the judges are concerned, full discretion to consider public safety, give them their powers back, reversing presumption of rapid disclosure, and I always talk about the slashing the rest of, of new discovery requirements, at least to a level of labs and prosecutors can manage in a timely manner. Of course, the other thing is the raise the age law, and this is where I have a, such a problem with Call Hasty and company. I mean, uh, my goodness, you know, not him single-handedly, it passed the ledge and the governor signed it, but these are massive problems. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, well, Governor Cuomo actually signed. Then Governor Cuomo signed it way back. But quite frankly, uh, with the numbers, the way they dictate to all of us, you know, this is a, another problem that needs to be put on the scope and fixed. It's so obvious as far as teenagers and shootings and whatnot. Here, I mean, it's, it's just an obvious problem. Until we actually get into the crux of this stuff and have a common sense type of deal out of it, we're never going to get better. Final comment. My no. No, no, you're, you're, you're 100% right. Uh, the governor continues to sort of play patty cake and, and around the edges, and she talks about bail, how it was the right Cassius bail was the right thing. Uh, discovery reform gets very little mention. Now, this year she did she did put some money in her budget around the discovery to help the DAs with the with the discovery requirements. I guess that's that's certainly good for the DAs and, and will help them. Uh, I certainly hope, but it doesn't it doesn't get to the to the core of the problem, which was the changes that were made to begin with. Uh, we talked, you know, Cassius bail. You and I have talked about it several times. But this all started with Raise the Age. Raise the Age was like the first sort of, you know, the first thing along this path of, uh, you know, criminal justice reform, so to speak, um, that has contributed, you know, to make New York State um, uh, a less safe place and certainly parts of New York State, whether it's the city, city of Rochester up by me, uh, you know, where violent crime 
is, is significantly up. People do not feel safe. And if people don't feel safe, Jay, they're not going to open up a business. They're not going to go back to work. They're not going to maybe, maybe they're going to think about moving out. I mean, with everything else, high costs, you know, cold weather, blah, blah, blah. We could go. But if you don't feel safe on top of that, um, you have a real problem. And that's why you see guys like Mayor Adams and the Mayor Byron Brown and other people on the ground saying, we have to do something about this because, you know, it, it, it's causing an issue. So uh, she has not been willing at this point to really lean in with her political capital. Uh, that's why Lee Zeldin, one of the key reasons, we had a great campaign, but his number one issue was crime, that he was going to fix crime on day one and get this state to a safer spot um, and a more affordable spot, a stronger spot. And I think that resonated with a lot of people, and I think it still does. And so we want to be the voice uh, you know, going forward in the meantime uh, for those people here in New York, on Long Island, and across the state. So I appreciate you having me on, my friend. Right, Kathy Hochul poo-pooed that. Remember, the day before the election, saying that Zeldin was exaggerating everything for votes. Sure. Really? Okay, but you know what? Uh, just keep up with this crazy age stuff. You know, let's get all the accused into family court. They'll they'll sit down with a little little juice box and mini chips ahoy <laughs> cookies uh, before being sent home with uh, with maybe uh, some social worker follow up. If that's the answer to everything, my goodness, uh, we got massive problem. Never a massive problem having Leader Ort on.